This is the Roaring Elephant Podcast, and here I am with my chocolate cookie <laughs> co-host that's definitely not been augmented with a digital charisma filter. It's Jon. Uh, what do you call this then? For people not on YouTube, you, you miss out. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely full-on analog. That is definitely not digital. Uh, well, you don't know. I mean, digital, it's getting better all the time. It's getting so good that apparently, according to Gardner, where's my, that's the article looking at, they actually are predicting stuff around digital charisma filters. And if I can find it, I will be able to read it. Apparently in 2026, 30% of workers will leverage digital charisma filters to achieve previously unattainable advances in their career. So, Dave, please, pray tell us, what is a digital charisma filter? So, I think, I think that, you know, a digital charisma filter, in my mind, is something where people are using some form of um, model or automation to sift through their, sift and therefore, and change some of their communication for them to be more effective. Now, at the really simplest level, I think many of us are probably already using this today in some way, shape or form. If you've ever written uh, an email in, uh, in Gmail over the last probably handful of years, uh, it's added, you know, autocomplete to uh, a whole load of very common prompts. I would say probably 50% of the time you know, that, that auto-completion is probably what I would have said anyway. And so I hit the tab button and move on. Um, and it's usually just things in, in closing. So it's usually, you know, thanks for your time or whatever it might be, things like that. It's not, uh, it's not yet writing all of my emails for me. Um, but it, I think that is the simplest form of, uh, digital charisma filter. Uh, and, that end of the spectrum doesn't really worry me too much. Um, where I start to get concerned is um, where someone is perhaps using uh, some form of tooling or automation or model to misrepresent themselves as uh, more knowledgeable in some area or better at some things or, you know, whatever it might be than they actually are. So effectively kind of people using this to misrepresent themselves. Um, and I think uh, like a really, to me at least, a really simple example of this would be someone uh, applying for a, a job on a job site and uh, like, you know, share with us the reason that you would like to join the Roaring Elephant podcast. And they, they go in and they, they go into uh, ChatGPT4 and say, uh, give me a response that uh, of why I would want to join the Roaring Elephant podcast, blah, blah, blah. Hit that, paste that in, away they go. Um, it's a very simplistic current use case, but, you know, that... I, I see those kinds of uh, messages all the time, unfortunately, especially about reviewing job applications um, for open recs. Like the, there's a, probably two or three a week where I, I sort of look at something and I'm 
90% certain that it's been written by some form of large language model um, by someone prompting. So can I conclude you're against the use of uh, digital charisma filters? I think like all of this stuff, it's a spectrum. I, if it helps someone to augment um, their natural or their their sort of actual abilities, I think I think actually that can be positive. Like if it helps people save a little bit of time, be a little bit more effective, that's end of the spectrum. I think. So think the uh, auto completing your emails bit. That to me feels like a positive use. The other end of the spectrum is where the digital charisma filters are um, having people effectively misrepresent themselves, having them seem smarter or more competent than they maybe actually are, or um, yeah, misrepresenting themselves in some way. And the, the reason that I think that that's most concerning is because you can't pass or let's say uh, in 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 the kind of roles that I'm talking to people in maybe we do a huge amount of things online um, through zooms through emails or messages in slack but there's still elements of things that we do face to face with person with people and there are things that we do live on on zoom for example where very difficult to pass your communication through a model to polish it up or add the things that you forgot or you know do do things like that um when you're chatting with someone live so this that's where to me it gets into this element of sort of misrepresenting your abilities or even misrepresenting your interests okay well, I'll agree that misrepresentation is bad, mm -hmm. but I will disagree. I will say mm -hmm. that digital charisma filters are good. We should get them as much as possible, as often as possible, because it dem democratizes bullshit. At the moment, all of this stuff is already being done at the highest levels. Think of politicians. Any word coming out of a politician has been hashed, rehashed, quadrahashed, whatever, gone through focus groups and whatever it's totally digital totally charisma filtered mm -hmm. probably digital but definitely humanal mm -hmm. word it is now and the problem is that most normal people aren't able to access that kind of stuff and that gives a even bigger divide between the haves and the have-nots the people that have achieved something they can get these people the marketing people the people that tell you how to dress to how to speak to, to do like coach language coaches things like that to make them look better than they are because basically they're doing exactly the same thing digital charisma filters for me commoditize it now everybody can do this and the good thing about that is and that's my sarky personality coming up i guess it will teach people not to trust people anymore is that a good thing no that's a bad thing and unfortunately, it's inevitable thing. At the moment, people still believe politicians. People still talk to people saying, yes, but blah, it's going to do that because in the program it said blah, blah, blah. It's all bullshit. 
they say whatever the people want to hear, so they get the votes. And afterwards, they say things like, yeah, but we have to collaborate and we can't do this. It's it's all BS. And at this point, if this really gets out in force and you get hit with uh, lies and deceptions that it causes on a daily basis, not just with those far and away people, but with direct colleagues and stuff like that, I'm hoping, I'm expecting... And we'll probably be disappointed that people will actually be educating themselves on if it's too good to be true. It probably is. Wow. I I almost don't know where to start with that, but I'm going to start with yeah, violent disagreement. Like I I absolutely don't think that we should uh, further a bad practice like the like the the things that you were talking about regarding politicians and the uh uh quote unquote campaign promises um to to sort of reinforce just how bad that is and therefore have everybody acting like let that. me ask you a question you've been in a sales role for how many years oh more than more than more I, than 10 let's say in the last 10 uh, years more alone, than 20? how many sales trainings have you followed where you're being explained how you should communicate with your customers and what you should say and things like that? Uh, probably more than 20. <laughs> and I'm saying it's there already. It's inevitable. Now, for me, it's usually looking at that wait, stuff wait, and wait, seeing wait, what wait, I don't wait, use, wait, but... wait, 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 wait. Let's, let's go well, through this wait, point by on. point rather than you running away with it. So, See, but well, that's my charisma filter doing it. It's not me. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I think that that's a, that's a, it's a really good example. So let's take that example. Um, sales training. Love it or hate it. I'm sure you love it. I'm sure you you can't you can't imagine a more of a fun time than sitting in a room with with uh, with lots of lots of SEs and A's and people telling you this is how you should communicate this week to people. Hey, um, hang on, hang on. Let me interrupt there. SE or SAs telling me how to do stuff. If they're experienced people, I will listen to them. It's when it's a non-SASE that trying to tell okay. me how to do my job. Okay. But anyway, please okay. continue. Um, but the, the the I think the difference here, and I, I'm saying I think the difference because mm-hmm. maybe I'm wrong, but I think, think the difference good. here between the the digital charisma filter. I'm 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 getting flashbacks to that episode where we had the what was the the acronym that we expanded. Um, anyway, I the, I'm the 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 difference between like a training session and digital charisma filters is that. With training, any form of training actually, like doesn't have to be sales training, but with training, you Computational can... robot assessment protocol. <laughs> yes. With training, you can choose to adopt it uh, or you can choose not to adopt it. You not can... Not your managers. It, well, you, you, can, you can buy into it and believe that it's a good thing and you can actually start doing that thing or you can, you know, say one thing during uh, during the training exercise, and then you can just go back to your your day to day work and carry on doing the things the way that you but always. But that's did. dishonest. It absolutely is. You're in Whereas, sales. And you're dishonest. <laughs> I'm not saying that I would do that. Um, whereas I think the and the, there are some people that will attend training 
and we'll agree with it, we'll buy into it, but we'll still struggle joining the dots between what they're being asked to do and them actually being able to do it. Like the through innate disability, not being able to do it, not being smart enough, not, not having the right way of thinking, or because they're trying to do it in a different way, which isn't what it's supposed to do. Could be all of the above. Could be any of the above. Like the there thing is, is there if it's through innate, uh, uh, an ability that they don't have, then I think it's not honest, because then the people that do have the ability have a, a, a leg up. I mean, give me a digital filter to give and, me an equal playing field. I don't, I don't know that that is, but my point is that those people, so let's say they do get that leg up. Let's say it does make them more successful for those interactions. If that is the, let's say that they are, um, they're the, the second line, um, I was going to say the second line chatbot, but obviously they're not chatbots. But <laughs> <laughs> let's say that you know, they only is ever this interact podcast with... is a first line chatbot. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely a first line chatbot. Oh. Um, <laughs> let's let's say that they uh, they only ever interact with anyone, like their bosses, their their customers, and everything through asynchronous digital communication methods. Like, maybe that's fine, but. Yeah, we, again, we started this conversation talking about sellers and selling and sales training. Um, there's a decent portion of our roles that is done either face-to-face -face with people mm -hmm. or live with people. And the, the digital charisma filters, the way that they're being discussed here, are not something that will... Um, that will help someone that's you know maybe giving a given a leg up through the the digital communication, but then still struggles with anything kind of face to face or anything done live. Mm. And it's a so, of time. I mean, Google Glass was a fiasco because of how they brought it, but it is happening at some point, and at that point, you will have it live, real time. Teleprompting is the most basic way of doing this. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure I see that anytime soon. Maybe in the, maybe in the future. Yeah, it's not going to be soon. It's going to be a while, but it's going to happen at some point. But for me, I mean, I think the people of Gardner and you as well, I guess, are focused on the wrong thing here. Mm -hmm. If a digital charisma filter is able to make you successful, it means that the filter is able to make you pass some checkpoints, some things that are being used to see if you are good at your job. Mm -hmm. If a digital filter is able to pass that test, it's a bad test. When I go to certification exams, uh, I love the Microsoft certification exams. My typical mm -hmm. strategy for those exams is do the exam. It's multiple choice, so just guess. And if you fail, then study. I've never failed one before, so I haven't really studied any for Microsoft to the, up to this date, but that's the easy oh, way. A good exam, and the, the one I always bring up is the Red Hat uh, Certified Engineer one. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. get a broken system, you fix it, you have to do things, and no yeah. filter, no prep, no whatever is going to help you with that. If yeah. you don't know how to do it, you won't be able to do it. So yeah. if you say digital charisma filters allow you to be successful, the problem is not with the tool, the problem is with the checks. Well, but you you say that, yes, but I did. surely I if if the if if we're talking about the 
the type of digital charisma filter that you were just uh, uh, suggesting could be like the, the teleprompting uh, sort of type, then then surely um, that would also be something that could uh, could also very easily pass the uh, something like the the RHC, RHC exam where you've got a broken system because a lot of it is just about figuring out how to yeah. how to fix something and you know all of a sudden you've got a, a, a trained model that you can parse well this is the error message that I'm getting what's the right answer okay that's a problem that's a beautiful thing because that means that that job no longer exists if you can automate things away as a DevOps engineer you have to auto automate your job away every six months or if you're not doing it right so that's fine but specifically for the, for the teleprompter thing I never watch a politician give a speech on TV because it's not him it's not him talking her talking it's whatever they're reading there that's why I think we should have politicians in the middle of a, of a, of a, a square somewhere no glasses, no Google Glass or anything, and just have them answer questions. And they have to answer the questions. They don't do that. Because they know if they do, they don't have the prepared stuff. And it will come out that, hey, they're not a good person for a job, perhaps. I mean, again, all politicians are the same, blah, blah, blah. But typically, the test here is not, can he give a good speech for the TV? That shouldn't be the test. That shouldn't be the reason why you vote on that person. It should be that he came to your front door <laughs> Please don't, please, please, please don't. But, but you have a chance to interact directly with the person immediately go and, and have an open conversation. That should be the test or any derivative of that. But you should kind of make sure that the test avoids the efficacy of any kind of digital charisma filters or whatever you want. And if you don't do that, well, don't blame the filter, blame yourself. Now, I am taking kind of a totally perpendicular position to yours to kind of make mm -hmm. interesting podcasting, I guess. But I'm actually not joking all that much, to be honest, because I do think that we give people way too easy uh, a go. Let them use this kind of stuff. And things like sales, I mean, that's why I hate sales uh, trainings, because on the one hand, as a solution architect, you're supposed to be the trusted advisor. And then they tell you, and here's how you can fuddle things around to make you look better or whatever that's just so contradictory i yeah as you said you go to the meetings you nod a lot and then be successful your own way but it's just how the world it's how the world works and this kind of this film filters still they're being used by the people in power i think we all should be able to yeah mm. i'll stand by that fair enough all right well i think uh, in this one we're going to uh Agree to disagree, um, but yeah, let's see, let's see. Maybe we've got we've got uh, a few more minutes, so we could spend just a couple of minutes chatting about the uh, another prediction that the the fine fine folks at Gartner make, and that is uh, by twenty twenty eight, the rate of unionization among knowledge workers will increase by 1,000% motivated by the adoption of AI. Gen AI specifically. Indeed, indeed. So, I mean, we, we you touched earlier on the episode around um, the, the writer's strike recently, the actor's strike, and... Um, that was last episode. Was it? My, I'm sure it was this episode, but time flies when you're having fun. Um, and, you know, I, I think we, 
we have seen so much of um, kind of roles starting to be automated with the adoption of technology. Like that's we in a lot of cases we see this as a as a good thing. We see this as this means I can spend. You know, historically, it's been less time on you know boring, uh, tedious work and spend more time on work that's actually valuable, useful, interesting, and going to make a, a real difference to me, to my job, to my role, to my company's success, whatever. The Where I think this concern comes uh, in is it's the traditional, oh, well, if we bring in this technology, this means that my job is, is now redundant. I can be replaced by, you know, a Gen AI model. Um, and probably not going to say anything new or different on this because we've covered, we've touched on this topic a handful of times. Um, you know, if you're looking for a, a sustainable, um, you know, career, it's, it's to, it's to find something where your role cannot be easily, um, replaced by Gen AI. Yeah, if you're ever in a situation where you are afraid that automation, automation is going to replace your job, start looking for a new job right now. Yeah. Because it will happen. And it should happen because apparently it's not a job that has creativity in it. And this is not about knowledge work versus manual labor, because a lot of artisans do stuff that no Gen AI will ever be able to do. So it's on the whole spectrum there. But always try to find something that requires creativity, that requires uniqueness that requires inventiveness requires connecting the dots in a way that isn't obvious and if you're not doing that kind of a job you should be doing something else now there will always be a need for uh, quote unquote dumb labor i mean racks in supermarkets will need to get st stocked all oh, that's never going to go away i know there's a couple of robots that want to do this and in highly regulated data warehouses that works fine in a shop where people are actually walking around and buying things, that's a disaster for recipe for disaster. I can't talk anymore. So there will always be, I mean, yes, intelligent people have better jobs, I guess, because you have that creativity. Not everybody has born with that, perhaps. I don't know. I think everybody could be as smart as they want to be, but that's not that's a different topic. But there's still going to be a range. It's not like uh, it's going to make all the the, the, the blue collar people uh, is that is that the term become unemployed. There will always be work for those for everybody as long as you find something that is useful, that is creative, that is not easily automatable. And you will have to, as everybody will have to adopt and evolve. But that's good. I mean, I'm so happy I'm not doing the same job I did when I started out. It was a fun job. I enjoyed it a lot. I did it for 13 years. I mean, I wouldn't have been there for more than 10 years if I didn't like the job. But I moved on. And as you grow up, you should move on. And it's not just the person growing up. The world is growing up as well. Indeed. Well, speaking of moving on. Is it me or is it you? It is me. It is all the you. time I have today. And I should be on point. <laughs> you can support this podcast. <laughs> By becoming a Patreon, uh, we need the money because I definitely need some training in good podcasting, apparently. We are on YouTube. You can like, sit, subscribe, notification bell to YouTube stuff. Make Dave smile. You can go to www.roaringalpha.org. There's links there to the Patreon page and more information about podcasts. And you can send your feedback to podcast.roaringalpha.org. 
let us know what you think about this whole Gen.A.I. thing. We are interested because this is something that is actually happening today. It's an interesting mm -hmm. time, as a Chinese people, a Chinese proverb would say. Until next time, my name is, I'm pretty sure I'm irreplaceable as a co-host. Yop. <laughs> and my name is definitely not Digital Charisma Filtered Dave. <laughs> you might have to work on that. And we look forward to talking <laughs> to you again next week. Bye-bye. See you then. <laughs> I mean, you should kind of ask a question if it filtered might perhaps. Yeah, raw and unfiltered, that's me. Roaring and unfiltered. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs>